Today in the U.S. is Father's Day. The first event in this country honoring only fathers was held on July 5th, 1908, as a result of a tragedy in West Virginia. A mine had exploded and killed 362 men the previous December. A church in a nearby town held a special service in memory of the men who had lost their lives. However, this was a one-time commemoration and not an annual holiday. The next year, across the country, in the state of Washington, another unfortunate situation was a catalyst for the pursuit to establish an official day to honor fathers. Sonora Smart Dot and her five siblings were raised by their father after their mother died in childbirth. Sonora thought fathers should be honored just as mothers were. On June 19, 1910, Father's Day became an official celebration across the state of Washington. The holiday slowly began to spread to other states. However, 62 more years passed before President Nixon signed a proclamation to make it a permanent federal holiday. The celebration of Father's Day may not resonate with everyone, but we should show appreciation to the fathers and father figures who have blessed our lives. For many, Father's Day is a day of celebration when children honor their fathers by giving gifts and spending time together. However, some may consider Father's Day to be a less joyous occasion if their fathers are absent from their lives or have a negative impact on their families. According to the National Center for Fathering, more than 20 million children live in a home without the physical presence of a father. Millions more have fathers that are present physically but absent emotionally. Whether absent or present, all fathers and father figures are imperfect and make mistakes from time to time. God commands children to honor their parents despite their flaws and shortcomings. God also calls us to respect our parents and those in authority over us, even if we disagree with them sometimes. In a relationship based on mutual respect and forgiveness, parents and children can live in harmony as God desires while also honoring the Heavenly Father. Today we look at the story of a father who was disrespected, still continued to love his sons and forgave them. It's an opportunity to father figures to learn from him. A man who had two sons. The younger son was wild and rebellious. He wasn't going to do his chores and help run the family farm. He wanted to get away, see the sights, experience for himself all that the world had to offer. And so one day he went up to his dad and said, Father, give me my share of your property. Now there were three things wrong with this request. First, to ask for his inheritance before his father died was a slap in the face. It was as if he were saying, I wish you were there. Second, by asking for his inheritance now, he was separating himself 
from his brother. The farm will have to be divided, and obviously he intended to sell his part of the property. So much for the father's dream that his two sons will keep the family farm intact and work the land together. And third, to ask for his inheritance at this point was to break the rules of social etiquette and subject the whole family, especially the father, to ridicule. Be that as it may, the younger son asked his father for his share of the property, and it was such an unusual request and so out of line, you would have thought that the father would have simply said no. Instead, the father did what the son asked. He divided his property between his two sons. According to Jewish law, the older son got two-thirds and the younger son got one-third. And once the property was divided, the younger son sold his part of the property, took the money, and left home. He was off to see the world. The younger son was determined to exercise his freedom, and as painful as it must have been for his father to go along, he refused to stand in his way. He gave him what he asked for. So the younger son took the money and ran. And we have heard many sermons on his story and how he indulged in the world and spent his part of the inheritance to the point of being broke. I want us today to expand our imagination and try to see the father and his side of the story. The father who has a son who has cruelly treated him as if he were dead by grabbing his share of the inheritance while he was still very much alive. He should have been so mad that he should have banned his younger child for life. Still, we see a very different style of parenting from the father. And to see it, you need to use your imagination. Scripture tells us that his son decides to go back home one day. Now, while he was still far off, his father sees him coming. I don't think that his father just happened to glance down the road at the very moment his son happened to appear on it. I'm guessing and using my imagination that he stood there watching and waiting and imagining his son coming home on that road day after day after day after day. Imagine the father doing the chores of the day, trying to handle life with an older son who is mad at him and his brother with workers who are probably trying to put a good face but talking behind his back, and a community who is constantly gossiping about what happened. Still, with all that is happening, this father is sitting in the front porch every day, drinking a cup of coffee, lifting a prayer for his son, and waiting with hope that one day he would return home. Not to punish him and make his life miserable or to tell him, I told you so, but to give him a hug, love him and forgive him. It could have been days, weeks, months doing that same routine every single day, praying, waiting, hoping 
So when the day comes that the son does appear, the father is there and ready. So ready, he runs to him, stops him before he can beg for help or say a single word, restores him to the family, and throws a great big party. He is a forgiving father. He pictures a family that is not broken, not bitter, not blaming. And forgiveness happens and reconciliation happens, but notice that it's not all love and hugs. The older son is downright chilly. He rejects the love and the party. Now the father forgives the bitter, resentful older son as well as the younger son. We see a father that loves, forgives, cares, prays, hopes, and celebrates. Brothers and sisters, these are the things that we should do every single day. Love your children. Love your family. Love your neighbor. Love God. Forgive and be forgiving. Care for one another. Pray for one another. Hope for a better tomorrow and hope for God's blessings. And celebrate. Bishop Scholl in annual conference invited us to celebrate. Celebration reflects an attitude of gratitude to God and others and give thanks for what we have instead of looking to what is next. Celebration also changes things. Now the father celebrated the fact that his son was lost and now he was home. The father gave thanks to God for his family and for protection. The father celebrated life. And like Bishop said, celebration changes things. So celebrate today. Celebrate what God is doing in your life. Celebrate father figures. Celebrate that God has cared for you even in painful and difficult moments. And as we celebrate God's love to all his children today, let us follow the example of a father who loves. Let us remember and be encouraged that God loves all his children. I don't know where you are today in this story. If you are one of the sons or the father, I do know God loves you and his spirit guides you. Someone gather up one-liners from the Old and the New Testament and strung them all together. And if you listen to them carefully, you will hear a loving message today. It reads like this. My child. You may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. I'm familiar with all your ways. Even the hairs on your head I've numbered. For you were made in my own image. In me you live and move and have your being. You are my child. I knew you even before you were conceived. I chose you when I planned creation. You were not a mistake, for all your days are written in my book. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. I am also the Father who comforts you in all of your troubles. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. 
One day I will wipe away every tear from your eyes, and I will take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I am your Father, and I love you even as I love my son Jesus. Come home, I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been Father, and I will always be Father. My question is, will you be my child? I am waiting for you. Come home. Sign with love everlasting, your heavenly Father. Amen.